Welcome to Block Rocket Stratosphere, the podcast where we will interview partners and leading blockchain experts of our ecosystem to share their latest insights on blockchain related matters. My name is Sagar and I am the head of venture development of Block Rocket. We are one of the leading accelerator program for early early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As part of our program, we invest up to 250,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting, then feel free to apply to our program through our website. In our episode today, we would like to introduce you to Professor Philip Brune, co-founder and CTO of SQ Solutions, a German startup from the enterprise computing and blockchain space, creator of SQ Custody and blockchain-based asset management solution, offering mainframe modernization and IT consulting. They stand for secure, sustainable financial solutions for a digital future. Their mission is to support their customer with state-of-the-art concept in the evolutionary modernization and technological transformation of their transfer information systems. Good morning, Philip. How are you doing? Good morning. Thanks a lot. I'm doing fine. Great to be uh, here. Thank you for joining. Uh, and uh, how about we start with quick introduction and then I will ask you some question about like founding process of your company and you're also a professor at university, right? So yes. maybe you can just give me like a brief uh, introduction about yourself and yeah, then we, we move further. Yeah, I, of course. Uh, so um, yeah, my name is Philip Brune. I'm a professor at the Neuralm University of Applied Sciences um, for business information systems, engineering, software development, and in the future, um, more and more um, AI and natural language processing. And um, uh, some years ago, I also started to um, to kind of uh, found this this company. First, it was or it is called Quicks, and um, uh, then this year it turned into SQ Solutions, where I joined forces with uh, Dennis Seifert, who is. The, um, yeah, uh, the Zydeco part of the company. So um, that is that is the, a little bit the, the way how we how we founded this company. But it uh, still is kind of a, um, a side job for me. So my main my main job is at the university, and um, yeah, I'm a I'm a researcher and I'm a I'm an educator at the university. And um, before that, I uh, worked for many years in the financial services industry and also in IT consulting. Uh, mainly in the automotive industry. So I have a kind of broad background in software development and IT management and also a little bit on uh, business part of, of financial services. And um, yeah, so that's that's my that's my background, which I now try to bring in the um, this kind of uh, uh, yeah startup project. And another part that is also important for our company now is the, um, uh, the issue that um, I'm uh, for, for since 2015, I'm a lecturer at Goethe University in Frankfurt as well, where I'm teaching legacy modernization and mainframe computing uh, in the master's program in computer science and business information systems. And um, this is also kind of a, a stream that somehow um, uh, is valuable for our company now because we, we there deal a lot with these kind of financial services, IT infrastructures. And this is something that we also uh, kind of uh, can provide and, and provide to our customers. Uh, perfect. Yeah, so that's my background. 
Yeah. So I think Philip, uh, everything start uh, at university, right? As you're being a professor. So let's yeah. let's talk about blockchain uh, technology. Yeah. So yeah. When, when did you hear first time about blockchain technology? What was your reaction? How much time did you took to learn about blockchain? And or maybe how much time did you take yourself to convince yourself like, okay, <laughs> I want to sit down and study this white paper of Bitcoin and some mm -hmm. other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, well, this happened. Uh, let's say more than five years ago, I would say. And um, this was when blockchain was kind of coming up and there has been also a lot of, of uh, uh, research starting and initiatives starting around the blockchain space. And um, uh, yeah, so I started to read the, the publications basically. And um, I'm always uh, trying to think a little bit deeper and, and, and go back to the, to the roots of these things. So um, um, yeah, I found some of the older papers that, that actually describe already many of the ideas of blockchain. For example, the one of, of Leslie Lampert from, from 1986 about the uh, Byzantine General's problem, which actually is the foundation for, for kind of the non-proof non of work, like say the, the permission blockchain uh, protocols like Ripple and so on. And um, yeah, so that, that was, was a starting point for a researcher who's usually reading and, and, and trying to find what people have done. And then I started to work on this, um, on my own implementation, which is actually part of Quicks now. And um, I wrote also a publication about that. And um, then, um, yeah, then, then in 2018, I started to, to uh, set up the kind of the company. And then um, first I started alone, but the, the big problem was that I actually did not had uh, um, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, so it, it was more or less a, a technical approach, too technical probably, which is something that I realized then, uh, coming from the solution, not so much from the problem. And then um, I, um, in 2019, I met Dennis, uh, Dennis who is my co-founder now, and, and he had an idea and he came to me because we were both joining TechQuartier in, in Frankfurt then. And um, there we met and actually uh, discussed and developed the idea for a business problem that, that could be solved by, by blockchain. And that is then what we turned into the company uh, to, to, to market this idea and to develop the product to, to market. And um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, basically how, how we found we found each other and to, to answer your question about okay how did i learn blockchain so in general for a for a let's say for a um um if you if you have a a background in 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 math and, and computer science i would say blockchain is not really complicated um if you if you look at it on a on a, on a from a wider perspective um it's just a, a, a let's say combination of some different techniques that have been proposed over over the decades regarding distributed computing and peer-to-peer -peer networks and, and, and failure and error correction and, and hashes and so on. So there are many pieces that are put together, but it's not, not really compli complicated to understand if you are, let's say, have, have kind of a, a broader uh, knowledge in this field. But um, the, the, the real thing is that is, of course, to learn the frameworks and, and these things that which are technical stuff, um, implementations. And then, of course, there's uh, all this, this wording going on sometimes a little bit misleading from the let's say space of decentralized finance and tokens and so on um, where the people sometimes mix up things and and of course a lot of discussion is going around which is maybe not not very 
let's say, not very precise because people, let's say, in the media and in, in politics and so on, they, they don't understand it in detail. And so there's a lot of, of wording that, that has to be kind of sorted out and, and found out what, what actually is, is behind that. But I would say in general, um, I mean, it's just it's just a technology and learning the frameworks is not more complex than learning any other language or framework that you might might learn in, in programming. So, yeah, so that's the, um, uh, the the big thing. I think the, the, the biggest thing in, in, in understanding is actually to understand this idea of distributed peer to peer computing, that you don't have a central instance, that things are replicated and so on. But some, in the beginning, it's, it's kind of the um, the, the 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 biggest problem for understanding i would say that you have to to uh, let's say get your mindset right and then then it's it's okay so philip i mean uh i went space since like almost six years or more than six years yeah, yeah. for me it is like if there is some topic is going on i cannot literally resist myself to not talk about blockchain so you yeah. are a professor right you are teaching like a next generation yes and young kids like really enthusiastic. So how much uh, time do you spend yourself to educate some of maybe your favorite student or like uh, maybe in some of the lectures as you are like also computer scientist faculty. Mm. So like, do you talk at all about blockchain in front of your yes. student or yes. you don't? No, no, I talk, I, it's meanwhile, meanwhile it's, it's, it's uh, uh, I would say a regular small part of, of the IT um, enterprise. We have a lecture on IT systems and business information systems. And there's it's a regular part nowadays, uh, but of course only one. So it's not it's not in in, in, in Neuilly, it's not really in depth. In in Frankfurt, there's a little bit more in the, in my lecture, but, but it's master's course, of course. And um, also last week, for example, I gave an introductory lecture in an international uh, program in, uh, for for students abroad. So yes, I'm teaching that regularly, but not uh, to a large extent, I would say. Understood. So how about like uh, we talk a little bit about AI. So for example, like AI and blockchain have become yeah. like a two of the most trading and disruptive technologies, right? Blockchain yes. has the ability to automate payment in cryptocurrency and smart contracts and yeah. shared ledger of data transaction and logs in decentralized. Mm -hmm. On the other side, AI offers intelligent and decision-making capabilities for machines similar to humans, right? So mm -hmm. how we can combine this bot technology and make something out of it? Um, I think there are some some fields where you can can put things together, and um, uh, I will just name a few. So this is actually something that we're also doing in, in SQ Solutions that we try to implement, um, or we, we already implemented the possibility to have machine learning models trained machine learning models as part of a smart contract on the blockchain. So what, what are the possible combinations? So one is, of course, what we are doing is basically making the smart contracts intelligent in a way so that you are able to, to, uh, to have uh, AI-based um, decisions, for example, uh, as part of the code of a smart contract. Um, I think this is a relatively straightforward thing. And uh, it's very similar to what, what is done in, 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 in centralized transaction processing, where you also have uh, now the, the idea that, you, okay, for fraud detection and other things, you can, can really uh, uh, apply an AI model immediately, for example, to the transaction data and, and check it on, on the fly. So these things uh, can be done on blockchain as well. Um, we are looking for, for use cases where you, for example, could have, um, let's say, predictions, risk calculations directly on the chain before you do a transaction, for example, or to, to, to stop a transaction that's not, that's maybe not good or so. So for um, 
use cases, let's say, in um, where you have uh, uh, you want to execute a transaction in a, in a decentralized way on on a, on, a, on a let's say a blockchain, yeah, some whatever which whatever blockchain you 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 uh, you take, and and um, you want to to have kind of AI in the smart contract in a way that it's sort of the um, uh, decision, for example. I mean, most people think of smart contracts mainly of of ERC twenty tokens or something. So mainly in in, in terms of of, of uh, programming a token, but uh, of course, smart contracts are much more powerful. So you can implement logic there. You can implement business logic and, and decisions and, and trading and everything on the chain. And and if you do so, you will need ki kind of uh, make these contracts. AI enabled, and that is what we actually can do in our platform. And um, so, uh, running a trained AI model on the chain. So this is more the, the inference phase of AI. You train the model somewhere, and then you can just use it uh, on the chain. And um, as uh, increasingly also hardware support for for uh, these kind of um, model inferences provided, different processor architectures also have have neural engines nowadays like, like for example the apple chips or also the in the in the server space the ibm uh, linux one system the next generation will have this telum chip this new um neuron chip on 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 board so it will inside the cpu so we'll be able to do these things very very fast uh, by hardware support and that i think is uh, is a good uh, starting point for uh, for having such kind of intelligent blockchain approaches. Another thing where you uh, can combine AI and blockchain is probably if you look more on uh, on the model training or on the on the data itself. Um, there is something in which is now emerging from research mostly, which is called federated machine learning or federated AI, where you train models in a distributed way, and um, this also could could. Uh, uh, be something that that so it's distributed computing so it might be combined with, with blockchain for let's say storing data or storing the models uh, for example having the models uh, in an immutable way documented somewhere and um, uh, also the the uh, uh, yeah distributed computing can be maybe done in a way that you that the data serves as kind of an oracle for uh, um, that is, is provided to different nodes of a chain where the training and the model itself runs on the chain so it is kind of uh, consistent so i think that we will see um, a lot of interesting combinations in the next years where, where these uh, things learn we learn from blockchain might be made uh, usable for for ai and um, uh, also with respect to kind of documenting ai models or making ai models more transparent and also uh, kind of uh, um, yeah, uh, transparent to all parties. It might be interesting to store the model actually on a chain to have it in an immutable, documented way that is transparent to all parties that are involved in the process. So that I think these these things will con converge to some extent because um, we have a lot of of interesting possibilities there. Uh, well, uh, Philip, I think uh, let's let's. I, I would like to take you a little bit back yeah. about like a data economy, right? So yeah. uh, everyone is talking about data. Everyone is talking about data, yeah. big data, and people sometimes also mention that those who rule the data in 21st century will rule, will rule the world, right? So yeah. can we talk more about like how we can efficiently use the data and like what is the concept of like decentralized data? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, 
yeah, definitely for, for the classical machine learning, for the supervised learning, what you do is you, you collect a lot of data, put it in one place, and then you can play with it and, and train the models. Okay, so that is what actually what Google and Amazon and so on are doing with, with all the data they have. And, and um, this is kind of has been very successful for some kinds of applications in particular, image recognition and, and voice recognition. And, also, uh, yeah, um, face recognition in, in many applications, um, transaction monitoring, and so on. So that we have some some very very uh, impressive examples in, in recent years here, and um, I would say this is kind of what we call the, the consumer AI. And then of course we have the, the the question: okay, what what is relevant for us in Germany? I mean, we, we don't have Google, we don't have Amazon. We will not probably be able to to catch up in this part of the AI research. Um, so we, we have to think, okay, what are the things that we have? And we have a lot of data. We have the data from the industry. We have the, the sensor data, and the, um, the, the IoT devices and, and, and the cars and so on. So we have a lot of data, but maybe different kind of data. And it's, it's not so much in one place because there's not one big player, but we have many, many parties involved that are uh, having all their own their own small part of the data. So I think for us, it's it's really important to think about approaches that are kind of, um, let's say, uh, making the use of the data in a more intelligent way and more distributed way. And um, probably not in Germany only, but also in Europe in general, where we have also strong data privacy legislation in place and so on. So um, if you don't have the data, collected in, in one big place like Google does, then, um, I mean, Google has it probably not in one place, but they have access to it. So it's, it's one company. Um, so, but we have many companies, we have many countries that are distributed and, and, and the data is not in one place. So what, what, we, what we can do is to, to make use of techniques that, that allow to use that nevertheless without moving the data around. So avoiding that we have to kind of move the data, but let's move the models, let's iteratively train the models and so on. And um, I think that that blockchain as a kind of transport layer or medium for that could be extremely important to, to allow uh, um, a transparent way for, for companies to kind of um, use their data without uh, revealing it to others or, or, or transferring it to other places and so on. And also, of course, for not, not only for companies, but for, for everyone. And I think that's, that's, uh, um, that's a, a field that we could have a lot of, make a lot of progress here. And maybe are still, I think, are in a good position to, to success, be successful. And another thing that is related to that, of course, are machine learning techniques that are not so much built on, um, um, uh, let's say, supervised learning from a big pool of training data, but but using something that's more in place and, and learns by itself, like, for example, reinforcement learning techniques that, that could help to make intelligent systems um, without uh, um, uh, kind of, of, of uh, creating a huge pile of data uh, and putting everything together. So that that is, I think, uh, something we should, should focus on probably in, in Europe and um, focus more on because uh, I would say that the classical let's say applications that are come to your mind when you think about machine learning um, are, are kind of uh, hard to catch up for us in, in research and in, in application 
Um, but I think there's nevertheless, there's a big potential for, for many other applications. So, and I think that actually this kind of, of distributed data handling and distributed data and making use of distributed and data that you cannot access directly requires that we are able to have a distributed computing paradigm where we can put the training model training, for example, on the edge devices on, on uh, or at least distributed in different companies and, and merging the results of the calculation of the data. So that is something that, that really, uh, I would say, um, uh, looks for blockchain in a way. So that I think the combination is, is absolutely, absolutely there. Understood. So, so how about like Philip? Like, uh, it's also like, uh, like a GDPR came into Europe, and everyone was talking about yeah. like a data privacy. But I don't see any big difference. Like uh, the way, like, uh, like, uh, like big corporations going to use the yeah. consumer data is like they never change anything. They're just asking for like now permission, right? On top, yeah. like, uh, there's lots of breach happening. I mean, like uh, last month or last weeks, uh, like Facebook was like something like there was whistleblower. And I mean, I mean, how yeah. how efficient way is there any model where we can opt for the blockchain technology and maybe we can use it at a more better way? Because uh, I would like to also go into self-sovereign identity, but maybe later mm -hmm. on. But like, it's all yeah. about like, uh, I mean, now, I mean, let's say like Facebook, Google, knows what you are doing daily on daily basis activities right yes. even like let's say your phone is somewhere sitting in your couch you talk something i think they're also listening i personally like uh, experience that thing like when i talk something and then like some some advertisements start coming on my mm. my feeds you know so like what are the chances that we can still regulate this kind of thing or is it already out of control well i think um Yeah, so regulation is a different, uh, different story and a, and a problematic story. I think um, in Europe we always think we can regulate things. Um, actually, I doubt that we can regulate these things because um, they are global, they are distributed, they are. Um, it's it's like, uh, I mean, there are other countries that that have different legislations. It's like the climate change. I mean, you can do things in Europe, but it will probably have not a big effect because. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you need, would need to address this globally. It would require that at least uh, at least the, the majority of, of, of the, let's say, important countries and big countries is, is joining. And as long as this is not going to happen, um, it will be probably just uh, kind of, uh, uh, you, can, you can, I mean, EU is trying to regulate Amazon and they're putting fines on them and so on. But uh, I don't think that it, it, it has a big impact as long I mean, the, the problem is also that there's no alternative. I mean, if there would be a service that is has the same quality and the same, let's say, uh, ease of use as these services have, um, that is kind of European and data privacy conform, then it might be used. But I think this is, I mean, this is an open market and it's competition. So the, the, those win who provide the best solutions. And actually, we just must say, we, we did not manage in Europe to, to actually provide these services so i think this is this is probably beyond our control and i think it's it's not uh, something that you can prohibit what you can do is i think uh, look in the future and create new services that might be european and and, and privacy aware that people uh, hopefully at some point will like and use and and i think that that could be um, of course a, a chance for for european startups and for european companies companies so i i think there's no rule that the, the next big thing 
should not come from Europe if we would actually start thinking about that. So I would I would formulate this more positive in a way that that um, uh, I mean there's always a chance to do something and blockchain could be actually be be part of that. I mean maybe someone comes up with a more let's say community based distributed effort. Um, that is based on blockchain, like like decentraland or something, uh, that that could could uh, uh, be be the next big thing. I mean, why not? So, um, I don't know if regulation in this place is the the right way um, to to handle these things because uh, I think that the the cyberspace is basically something that is post post national post post. Uh, 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 let's say um, it's, it's beyond beyond uh, traditional structures of states and law and so on. So it it, it has to find a new way. And, and let's in the end, if you look at consumer data and, and the consumers, I mean the consumers have it in their hands. And and uh, at some point, someone has to create a new Facebook or a new. There will be, will be something new, and and, and uh, maybe we find a solution to do that better. So that that. That I would say is, is the positive approach, but I think you cannot really regulate these things. It's the same with cryptocurrencies. So, um, as long as you don't have a fully censored and fully blocked internet, like like China has, or so, there's I don't see a way to to uh, to prohibit that. I think I'm I'm totally agree with you because the yeah. innovation comes first, and then like government yes. or yeah. any central entity try to regulate them. But I think in general, like a blockchain space is moving at really super yeah. fast pace, right? Or it's their yeah. own space. And the regulatory body works on their space because they have their own things to do. And I, I, I am highly skeptical. Like like uh, it's it's really hard to keep up the pace, right? I mean, we came with ICO. They had to find the rules for the ICO. Yeah. Then came like a DeFi. And then they were figuring, still figuring out DeFi. Then came like NFT. And then on top, like yeah. Metaverse. Uh, so I'm agree with you here. But how about let's talk about like blockchain and AI. So yeah. maybe uh, if you can give me like a brief some application, maybe in several different sector like sustainability or automotive or some other, maybe yeah. one application per sector, um, up to you, yeah. like how many sectors you would like to cover. <laughs> let's talk about like how blockchain on top, like using AI can change the particular sector or like applications. So my, I mean, my domain is financial services. So I'm not sure if I can good, give good examples for other industries. But um, um, I would say in, in financial services, it's uh, what what actually we are doing in SQ Solutions is um, I think a use case that that is really working uh, or meaningful for blockchain that you have uh, not so much focusing on let's say disruption and disrupting the finance system, but we are more looking more for providing services for uh, financial service providers to have a decentralized. A platform for, for executing transactions. Um, a little bit maybe like, like the RippleNet, but not as, as big as public and also not focusing on payments, but um, also more focusing on, on kind of internal transactions of banks. And um, we also think that, that AI could be a big part here because we can use AI for checking, for decision-making, for predictions inside. For example, if you want to make a deal, I mean, Traditionally, what, what happens, you, you, the dealer once makes a deal and then it is kind of checked against maybe a risk model and, and a, a limit and he has a limit and then the deal is, is done. And if, if the limit is, and then later on it is calculated and, and uh, the risks, the actual risk is, is, is predicted. Um, maybe we can do these things more clever. So I think risk control and risk management is something that, that could be in, in, embedded in the process directly on the chain. And that is something that I think is, uh, um, 
yeah, very, very interesting application for, for using AI on blockchain. Fraud detection, of course, is another one. And um, yeah, I think there are many, many ideas that you could have if you have the AI on the blockchain. Looking to other industries, well, um, I think there are similar uh, similar things, smart factory distributed, uh, um, um, yeah, distributed supply chains in, in, uh, in industry 4.0 or IoT, industrial IoT. And um, having having uh, intelligent decisions on the on the edge uh, uh, that that um, yeah, communicate in, in, a, in a blockchain decentralized way. So there are techniques for that as well, like IOTA or so. They are more fast blockchains. So I think that that uh, that could be a use case in, in industri industrial settings. And um, I think healthcare is interesting because in healthcare you have. Uh, um, the problem that that decentralized ideas for a health record or things like that have not really, really worked uh, so far because people don't don't trust doctors don't trust and patients don't trust uh, the, the centralized thing and so I think that that could be something that that uh, could be done in a more decentralized way and there of course you can have AI for example for having let's say diagnostic support and things like that. So uh, healthcare could be an interesting domain as well for, for blockchain. The problem there is also highly regulated and there are a lot of, let's say, particular interests from different groups. So that's, it's very difficult to, 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 to bring in new IDs there. But uh, um, yeah, in general, I think there, there, there would be an approach for a decentralized system that or, or, or a potential for a decentralized system that probably would be better accepted by uh, by many uh, parties than, than this kind of healthcare card and things that more or less failed. So. Understood. So what do you think the role of consensus protocol for AI application, for example? Yeah, I think for consensus protocol is, is critical for public or permissionless blockchains because there you have to, to always have this discussion about proof of work or how can you overcome proof of work because it's, it's wasting energy and not sustainable. If you have a... Um, let's say uh, a smaller network, which is permissioned, consensus protocol is not, not a big issue because you can use uh, kind of uh, um, Byzantine voting or something to, to, to agree and, and you, don't, you don't really have the problem of, of proof of work. So this is mainly a thing for, I think, uh, the, the big public networks that are semi-public networks like Ethereum or Bitcoin or so. In the others, I mean, we can have approaches to to make it really fast and um, also don't don't waste the energy. So I think that this um, for the for the use cases I am talking about, which are more like permissioned use cases, industry consortia or, or parties in a in a system that actually interact, not so much completely open public things. I think consensus protocols are not not the biggest issue. You can find always find a solution for that. Understood. So, Philip, uh, what are the challenges to combining the blockchain and AI? I think, um, of course, AI requires a certain amount of, of computing power and you need to, uh, to have a way to represent models in an interoperable way. So, I mean, there are approaches, standards for that. Um, but, uh, of course, they are maybe not um, capturing the, the latest evolution, the latest developments in AI. So um, I think that the biggest challenge is to, to define the ways in, in an interoperable way so you can really 
put them on a chain in a, in a portable manner so that it can run on different hardware systems. The nodes are not always the same system and, and so on. So, um, and also you need to train it, let's say off chain, for example, with a classical TensorFlow or whatever, and you need to take the model somehow and bring it on chain where you might have a completely different um, soft and hardware infrastructure. So um, the, the question is, how can you do it? I mean, it's not uh, just, I mean, it's a data and the structure of the model and you need some, uh, I would say, open formats to, to transform and, and, and transfer the models. And um, there exist solutions for that. But as I said, this might be uh, kind of limited somehow, maybe not able to capture all kinds of models and so on. So um, I think that that needs more focus, interoperability and, and uh, platform independence have to be looked on carefully. Understood. So, uh, uh, Philip, I think uh, I think yeah. we uh, we covered very well like uh, AI talk. But I would yeah. like to also take you a little bit to the metaverse and identity yeah. side. And yes. I'm not sure like how it is relevant with SQL solution. But as a being professor, I'm sure you are keeping yeah. eye yeah. on uh, like a trend side. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about metaverse. Like uh, everything started with like a universe, and then it converted to meta, like a big universe, right? And now like uh, like like a millennials and new generation they don't want to go outside and socialize they want to socialize on digital right way yeah. or like in in uh, in 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 online version of their avatar and they want to change their avatar and get some powers and yeah. all so what is your general opinion about metaverse like do you think this is like another 1 trillion dollar economy in making Actually, I'm a bit skeptical because I mean we had we had such kind of things in the past, like like Second Life and and so on, which which were part, particularly successful and, and people talked about it, and then it disappeared more or less without any traces. And and um, so I'm not sure if it will be like this time. I mean, the the cyberspace as an independent world has been discussed a long time ago already, also before Second Life in the in the early days of the internet, uh, independence declaration of, of the cyberspace and, and so on. And um, I mean, these ideas are there for a long time and I think they will, uh, the big, they have been boosted by, by Corona, but um, I think, uh, I'm not sure if this is, is really, uh, I mean, it will be stay to some extent, definitely, but that people will kind of, uh, so I'm 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 actually I, I I would presume that if it's possible to at some point to go out and meet people in real life again in, on a large scale, I would uh, assume that uh, many people will do that, and it might become fashionable again to be uh, out and not online. So that uh, there will be kind of a, a backslash or back backlash or completely different uh, mindset then. So maybe maybe yes, maybe no. I'm I'm I'm. I'm not really convinced that this is something that uh, will be a, a huge big thing, but it is here to stay, of course. I mean, we will definitely, I think we will uh, use online more, or we're already using online more than in the past, and we'll use it for more things, also for business and, 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 and so on. That's, that's definitely clear. And so I think it's a new business and a new, a new world that these virtual worlds and everything and virtual identity is becoming more and more important, but it will not be the only thing, presumably. And um, I think it, it depends. Um, but yes, of course, the online identity is is something that is relevant. Um, if it's a new trillion dollar business, I don't know. I mean, 
a lot of it is already here, I think, like Facebook and so on. So uh, I don't know, but I actually, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not so convinced that this is the, the, the ultimate new thing. But nevertheless, beside if it's not, still it is an important business, I would say. It will be an important business. And it's, it's, it's of course increasing and, and growing. And um, at the moment there's a hype, but also beyond the hype, probably there will be some potential and some organic growth. And, but uh, how big we will see. And um, yeah, so that, that, that's my, at least a little bit, little bit reluctant perspective, but um, maybe I'm wrong, could be. Yeah, sure, I mean, but like, uh, like uh, the gamers are getting more and yeah. more. Like, uh, I think we already have like uh, more yeah. than one billion gamers yes. existing yeah. around the world, and it will grow only with the time. I, I mean, from my personal experience, I can say like I, I'm also like skeptical 50-50 yeah. because uh, you don't <laughs> underestimate uh, yeah. in in long term and overestimate in shorter term, right? So, for example, like uh, like. Uh, I was in India last week, yeah. uh, like last yeah. month. Yeah. I saw like my nephew is like seven years older and he has the Discord channel, his own. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I mean, I, he didn't know that I'm using Discord and I, I, I was just opening in my phone and he showed that like, hey, you are also using Discord. I said like, how come you are using? And then he showed me his whole YouTube channel, gaming stuff yeah. and all. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is where we are heading. You know, like, if, like yeah. when I was seven year old kid, I was using like uh, more outdoor activities. And like yeah, we can yeah. see the shift like happening in like uh, I'm not really old, but like I'm still like 28, 29. <laughs> so in 25 years, it's everything is changing. So I think yeah. the gamers prediction is like more yeah. than 3 yeah. billion uh, gamers will mm. be existing in the world. So yeah. I'm not sure like how we can relate with whole metaverse thing with financial industry and uh, some other stuff. But what I see is like some short of like uh, like correlation. Let's say like uh, mm. right now we are using Zoom, right? Yeah. But maybe, uh, let's say, like, more real user experience with VR glasses, if you are wearing the VR glasses, mm -hmm. it's heavy, though, I would not prefer to wear it for two hours, but maybe, let's say, like, short meetings. Yeah. Sure. So, maybe just we can roam around the room and we have, like, a live visualization in terms of mm -hmm. meeting. I'm sure, like, I'm more social animal, yeah, sure, so I sure. like to, I'll, yeah. Yeah. So, but but don't you think like uh, there will be like some kind of like a role of like this kind of act, uh, like uh, like uh, activities where let's say like we are doing like a conferences call, but more bringing all the employees on like VR glasses and putting mm -hmm. them in metaverse with different avatars and talking like a more better user experience. Yes, I think so. That this will happen. Yes, I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it will because we, if the technology gets better, then we can have a more realistic impression. So this is kind of more the, the business side or the professional side of it. And I think that that will happen because it is there's a business case for that. I mean, it, it saves money and time and, and carbon and whatever. So um, uh, it's it's definitely something that, that will happen. I mean, we learned a lot about doing virtual meetings now, even with this kind of comparably primitive tool like Zoom. Uh, or, or teams or so, but in the future, if you have more better user interfaces, this will definitely will be more important. I think yes, that that I would completely agree because there we have a lot of of, of uh, potential and also there's a big progress made and yeah, so that, that that will happen. And in that sense, you're of course right. What we actually need is or what we, what what is an important thing is the the whole way how we can let's say combine the virtual and the physical identity. So how can we make sure that the physical identity is kind of, um, or that the virtual identities is not, not manipulated and, and, and that our virtual identities become more and more important in that sense that uh, 
um, we, 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 we do more and more business with it, more and more transactions. And, and, and therefore, of course, our virtual identity needs to be safe and secure and, and, and transparent and typically um, all these things that it's maybe not today. So I think that that is something that is, is really important, not only for the metaverse, but of course, for all kinds of online interaction. And, and of course, yeah, which is part of, of, of a metaverse that, of course, will extend our reality. So I'm, I'm a, more a fan of, of, let's say, augmented reality or extension of reality, not so much of pure virtual life. But um, in, in this combination, I think, yes, that, that is important. And that will, of course, increase. Understood. So last, last question from my side, yeah. Philip, is like, uh, would you yeah. like to share some word of wisdom or like uh, how to how to focus on work or like how to start the company or like uh, as you are also professors i'm sure like yeah. you're giving lots of wisdom to your students but maybe for hopefully because we are yeah maybe some words you would like to share i think yeah yeah so the i think for, for founding a company and for founding this company and, and also for for my my activities in general what what i think is is very important that you uh, um you really do things i mean if you have an idea do it don't wait don't hesitate, do it and, and um, don't discuss too much. Don't, don't see all, I mean, in Germany, we always have the, the, the problem that we always see the downside and, and, and the fear and the problems. And, and we start discussing the problems before we have a solution working. And I think that is something that, uh, that's the same in academia as well as in, in, in startup space or in industry. Um, we should we should do more things we should try out things and see what happens and not so much focusing on regulation and, and hesitation and, and all these things and, and problems and so uh, i think that that makes up the the future in a way and and it's important to 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 try and not to focus too much on the on the status quo but really look forward and, and try to do things that are beyond what we do today Understood. Well, thanks a lot, Philip, uh, for joining us. Uh, would you like to share like where people can find you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm happy. Or yeah. LinkedIn or Twitter. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Uh, as I said, our company SQ Solutions is based in Frankfurt, and um, we are. Uh, um, uh, yeah, we are. We are uh, on on LinkedIn mainly. So our main channel probably is LinkedIn. We also have a web page, and um, I'm also on LinkedIn personally and very active there. So I would really um, invite you to connect with me on, on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn profile Philip Mune is, is easy to find and uh, SQ Solutions also has, is easy to find. Uh, if you find me, you can find the company as well. And yeah, so that's the... Uh, uh, sure, I will also put like a link when we put this podcast online. And yeah, so they can also easily find out uh, our audience especially. And yeah. on top, well, uh, fantastic. Thanks for joining us today, Philip. We're really looking forward Thanks to seeing how your company develops in the upcoming years. Yes. And let's keep in touch. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description below. Please also re reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.